page. Today we will be speaking on the topic of Krishna, cows and humanity. I'm Krunamai Devi Dasi and I'll be speaking with His Holiness Krishna Shetra Swami today. His Holiness Maharaj is a disciple of Srila Prabhupada and an initiating guru in ISKCON. Maharaj has completed degrees across the world and is a PhD from Oxford University. Maharaj was requested by Palgrave Macmillan to write a book in their Animal Ethics series. And in the end of last year, December 2019, he published the book Cow Care in Hindu Animal Ethics after a thorough research across the world with many devotees over two years. This book is also available on open access for anyone to download. So thank you so much, Maharaj, for being with us today to speak on this topic. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Great. So Maharaj, we've titled this talk Krishna, Cows and Humanity. How is it do you feel that these three aspects relate to each other? Mm. Um, they, they relate to each other in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I was thinking a little earlier, uh, I, I like one way that I like to think sometimes is in terms of graphics. If if we were to make a sort of mind map, um, or we can call it a yantra, and so we make a triangle, and on the top we have Krishna, and we have cows on, let's say, the left side, and we have uh, human beings, humanity, on the bottom right. And we have a... a you know, a triangle, There's, they're connected. So um, cows connected to Krishna, cows connected to human beings, Krishna connected to cows, Krishna connected to humans, uh, and humans connected to cows, humans connected to Krishna. Um, and we can we can think about this in a variety of ways. Um, in a in a more abstract way, we might think about um, how Krishna is uh, the um, uh, he is the Parama Purusha Purushottama. Uh, so he is the category, so to say, of uh, Vishnu Tattva. And then we have humanity as jiva tattva and cows are also jiva tattva along with, uh, we understand from Padma Purana, 8,400,000 species. From that perspective, one may say, uh, one may ask, what? okay, so what's so special about cows? And this is uh, something I discuss, uh, you can say in the, throughout my book, uh, in one sense, we can say uh, there is nothing so special about cows in the, if we consider them simply as jiva, uh, as human beings. But in the same, by the same token, there's nothing special about humans either. <laughs> uh, and so then we consider we, we have understanding there is something special about humans. What is that? And we learn from the Hitopadesh that uh, we have everything in common with animals except for one thing. 
What we have in common is our activities of eating, sleeping, mating, defending. And what we have that makes us distinct is Dharma. And as we understand from Bhagavad Gita, which is, of course, very much about Dharma, uh, the very first word of uh, Bhagavad Gita is Dharma, Dharma Kshetre Kshetre, and at the end of the Gita, Krishna also speaks about Dharma. Um, in the third chapter, we have this interesting description of a, uh, a sort of cosmic eco-cycle which involves uh, humanity and divinity and the process of yajna. Uh, Krishna does not mention cows specifically, but you can almost say their, uh, their presence, their necessity uh, is very much uh, essential. Uh, verse number 14 of chapter 3, Annad bhavanti bhutani parjanya annasambhava yagyat bhavati parjanyo yagya karma samudbhava. All living bodies subsist on food grains, which are produced from rains. Rains are produced from performance of yajna, yagya. And yagya is born of prescribed duties. Uh, the word for prescribed duties is karma, um, but Prabhupada adds the word prescribed, suggesting dharma. And how do we perform yajna? We perform yajna with uh, one of the essential ingredients is ghee. Where are you going to get ghee except from cows? <laughs> Now, this brings us uh, to the, the, the close relationship of cows with what Prabhupada often called Brahminical culture. And we're nicely reminded of that uh, from the, the prayer from Prahlad Maharaj, which appears, as far as I know, originally in the Vishnu Purana. Namo Brahmanya Devaya, Go Brahmana Hitayacha, Jagaditaya Krishnaya, Govindaya namo namaha. Um, so go Brahmana Hita. Uh, Govinda is he who benefits Hita, uh, the cows and the Brahmins. And cows are mentioned first before Brahmins. And one can understand that suggests uh, a kind of priority there. And indeed, we see that Krishna, what does Krishna do? Krishna cares for the cows. And as some of those I spoke with, whom I interviewed in researching for this book, pointed out, uh, Krishna is serving the cows. He is uh, showing us, we are serving Krishna, but what, what does Krishna do? Krishna serves the cows. And so uh, this indicates that if we serve cows, we are also serving Krishna. If Krishna is serving cows and we serve cows, then that's certainly going to be pleasing to Krishna. 
So in this way, we could go on about it, but you, you see these sort of interconnections. And, and what this points to is uh, an inclusiveness um, where um, we, humanity, are properly situated in our relationship with Krishna um, by virtue of our proper uh, be being properly situated in relation to cows. Does that make any sense? That was a little yeah. abstract. <laughs> no, absolutely. That was so nice. I really, because so many people ask why cows. So I really appreciate that comment. Well, Krishna serves cows. So if you want to serve Krishna, so that's really nice. Thank you, Maharaj. Mm. Um, in speaking of uh, Dharma, as you mentioned there while you were speaking, in my Dharma, you gave a seminar series titled uh, Connecting the Ecological Dots. And part of this, you spoke on Dharma, cows, and Sankirtan. So could you give us some highlights from that talk, please? Well, um, I would just add, <laughs> because I spoke on Dharma and cows just now briefly, yeah. Uh, we can we can add to the triangle if you like. Yeah. <laughs> we can off we can add sankirtan uh, as the glorif. What is sankirtan? It's the glorification of Krishna, glorification of the Lord. Uh, sankirtan also, as Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur points out, uh, the prefix sam can mean together, but it can also mean complete. Uh, and so Sankirtan uh, means complete glorification. So the complete glorification of Krishna uh, takes place when we glorify Krishna and his associates, his devotees, and his associates, his devotees, of course, include cows. And I was just reading... Um, Yesterday, I think, Srila Prabhupada points out that uh, Krishna embraces the cows. Uh, Krishna embraces the cows and Krishna embraces the gopis. And so there's an equality there. <laughs> there's, there's a recognition that uh, both gopis and cows are devotees and therefore Krishna is embracing them. He is embracing all the devotees. Uh, and so the complete glorification of Krishna uh, includes uh, the care for, for cows. Furthermore, what is our outreach? We are trying to reach people uh, in such a way that they will be attracted, of course, to Krishna and to the way of life of the devotees. And the way of life of the devotees for people to be attracted to, we want to, uh, as we say, we want to walk our talk and our talk following Srila Prabhupada and our tradition is uh, plain living and high thinking uh, to 
to demonstrate the plain the plain living aspect, which then uh, fosters and we would say makes possible uh, the hi- the high thinking. Uh, cows must be present. Cows are integral uh, to the program of plain living in so many ways. I know the uh, devotees, some devotees in Australia, when they go out on Sankirtan on Harinam, they hand out leaflets about the cow protection program and that attracts a lot of people to the farm. Yeah, yes, exactly. So I'd really like to speak about your book, which you we mentioned at the beginning that you brought up a couple of times already, and it is titled mm-hmm. Cow Care in Hindu Animal Ethics. But how yeah. do you people from other cultures and other faiths can relate to the idea of cow protection and animal ethics? Yeah, good question. Uh, first, I, I want to explain why I made uh, the, the title um, as I did. <laughs> uh, the reason was the invitation, small correction, um, Kalakanta said that I was invited by the publisher I was invited by the editor of a book series on animal ethics, um, which is being published by uh, this particular publisher, Palgrave Macmillan. And uh, this this editor is a friend of mine. He's a a wonderful person who is a champion of uh, animal care, animal protection, and he is also the director of the Oxford Center for Animal Ethics. And over, I think, at least three-year period, he was suggesting to me, uh, why don't you write a book about um, Hinduism and animal ethics? And one day he said to me, I I really would like you to write this book uh, because you're a practitioner. And when he said that, the bells started ringing and I thought, okay, this starts to sound like Krishna wants me to do this. And then I thought, okay, but it's a huge topic. And I really, what I'd really like to write on in that case is about cows. But because the book series uh, because the invitation was to write on Hinduism specifically, uh, I could understand I need to have the word Hindu in the title. Yeah. And, of course, being in the title, I give considerable attention to this aspect in the book. But one emphasis that I make in the book is that cows are cows. And although many champions of cow protection in India emphasize their concern for indigenous Indian cows, uh, what they like to call deshi cows, um, we see with uh, our own Acharya, uh, the founder Acharya of Iskhan, Srila Prabhupada, that he never made any distinction between uh, Indian indigenous and other cows. He made no distinction between both uh, Taurus and both Indicus. These are the two sort of main 
uh, divisions in the breeds of cows. And he very specifically encouraged that uh, his followers should establish cow protection all over the world. Uh, and so that's something I emphasize in the book. I call attention to uh, projects of cow protection, um, both in India and outside India. I interview people both in India and outside of India. And so uh, the message I want to get across in the book is uh, this is actually not about Hinduism as such. Um, you know, what is Hinduism anyway? <laughs> so many. Uh, I introduce, of course, the idea of Sanatan Dharma. Uh, uh, but even that idea uh, is, for many people, has a lot of baggage associated with, uh, with Hindutva, with Indian nationalism, Hindu nationalism, and so on. And uh, we, we do want to, you know, we want to open uh, to, to everyone. Uh, and, and so for that reason, I've, uh, I, I tried to make this, this balance. At the same time, I want to say I have huge appreciation of Indian indigenous cows. I think they're so wonderful. I just spent uh, during lockdown, I was at uh, the farm called Nila Chalvedic Village in northern Maharashtra. This is connected with Iskan Juhu of Mumbai. And there they have some 200 gear cows. Wow. And um, I mean, these cows are just so sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so both thing, both both aspects are there. One thing I would like to see, something I have to talk with Kalaganta about, is possibly introduction in the West of some of the uh, very interesting um, traditional. Western breeds. I just learned recently about a, a breed of Southeast uh, Europe, uh, which has almost disappeared, and it's it's being revived. A very beautiful, very small cow. And then there are these. I've always thought these very these long-haired cows. I don't know the technical name. Uh, from Scotland are so nice. <laughs> Scottish Island cows, I think they're called. Sorry? Island cows. Island? Highland. Island, yes, yeah. Highland cows. Yeah. When you, you mentioned that you spoke to people from inside and outside of India, so you did interview many people in the process of writing this book. Is there anything especially memorable or inspiring that you can share with us from these interviews? Um, well, first I should say I didn't interview nearly as many people as I would have liked to. Um, um, my time was quite limited because uh, the publisher's uh, the publisher's contract uh, gave me two year period to deliver a completed manuscript, and it turns out that's not very much time uh, to do both uh, research 
and writing and editing and everything else. Um, so it wasn't a whole lot of people um, as I would have liked to meet. Um, I had a very nice experience at Hatmeda in Southwest uh, Rajasthan. Hatmeda is uh, a network of, of Goshalas. At the time I was there, they had some 45,000 uh, cows, Govanksh, uh, as they say, meaning both male and female. And um, it was just fascinating to, to hear uh, these people talk about uh, their project and just to see the kind of enthusiasm and dedication uh, that they have. Um, it is, is that I would say is the, the common denominator. Everyone that I met, maybe I was fortunate to meet the right people, the right, <laughs> the people who are often would call themselves go bhakta. I am a go bhakta, they would say. I'm a devotee of go. And, uh, one of the people I talked with in Atmeda, um, actually, it was it was the uh, the senior Acharya, uh, the the person who has inspired the whole project. He was saying that in this age, in this age of Kali, uh, the Lord appears in the form of cows. You know, we understand the Lord appears in the form of His holy name. The Lord appears as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, he was saying the Lord appears in the form of cow. <laughs> and I thought that's that's interesting. Um, but it's also, if you think about it, it's it's very nice on one side and it's very painful on the other, considering how many cows uh, are are killed. Um you know, as we speak, uh, I, according to statistics I found, uh, in one hour, some 34,000 cows around the planet are being killed. Um, or 800,000 every 24 hours. So, but anyway, that was, <laughs> that's another point. But, um depressing point but but harsh reality and that's what i think uh, you know we want to we want to demonstrate not just talk about but we want to demonstrate the alternative to that um also talking with the devotees the gowalas in uh in the hungarian farm new vrajadam i appreciated very much uh from the perspective that here are uh, Western people who have not grown up as farmers, uh, but one in particular uh, came to the farm, uh, became attracted, he was attracted to Krishna consciousness and within a short time, uh, he was engaged in taking care of cows and ever since then, that's been his service. I think it's been 20 years now. And what I've heard from him 
not only him, from others, is how when you really work with the cows, uh, you experience, and this will be something you can tell us about, I know, because you work with cows uh, very closely. You get to know the individual cows and you get to appreciate uh, their individual features, their individual personality. Um, and and that, that has struck me. Every time uh, I've, I've talked with people, that's a kind of consistent point that they make. Absolutely. I used to always, uh, people would say, oh, all the cows look the same. How do you know which one's which? And I said, I, I would say a, a herd of cows is like a classroom of children. They've all got different personalities and they all have different needs that need to be met. And when I was living with the cows, that's exactly how it was. They were all completely different from one to the next and they had different needs. Some were very needy and some would much prefer that you just gave them their space that they needed. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> I saw this also. Uh, at Nila Chalvedic village in Maharashtra. Uh, every morning I would go and watch as they were doing the morning milking. And their system there uh, was they had, uh, at, at the time of milking, they would have the calves all, all assembled in one pen. And then they would bring the, the calves one at a time uh, into the milking area um, to go to their mothers. And when they would come to the cow pen, uh, I'm sorry, the, the calf pen, and there were about 40 calves in this pen, uh, Dadaro or any of his assistants, they would call that calf and without any difficulty, he knew who he was calling, mm -hmm. even though to me, they all looked very similar. Mm -hmm. uh, he, would, he would be pushing some out of the way because they all wanted to go to their mothers at once. And he had to make space so that the one calf he was calling. So yeah, it's interesting to see that. It is, yeah. It's like a, it's like a family dynamic. It feels like when <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you did say that um, uh, we should be setting an example for, for these other people who are, there's such a, um, a wide range of, of cow slaughter at the moment. And a lot of it is down to a lack of education. People just don't know. And we did see that in Australia that people were doing this because it was in their family heritage. And, and that's all they knew was working with cows and selling on the cows. So we yeah. need to set in that better example. So do you feel that um, farm community development is now that next big step within ISCON? Uh, it's, it's certainly an important step. Uh, and along with that step, I would say uh, we have to, um, we have to be a sort of resource uh, for, for people who are thinking, you know, this is really a good idea. Uh, I'd like to do something like this too. Um, how would I go about doing it? If we can become um, 
a resource that's, of course, showing example, but also uh, giving guidance, very practical guidance for for people who say, okay, I, I want to do this too. I, I have some land or I have some friends. We're going to get some land and so on. Can you give us some advice? Yes, we have a whole you know, a whole team, just we should have teams for that purpose. I mentioned this um, very briefly, um, almost at the end of my book, I have uh, in the final chapter, I have something I call uh, cow care affirmations. Um, like in new age sort of self-help books, you find this idea of affirmations. You want to, you know, solve, solve some problem in your life. Um, you learn how to tell yourself something positive that's going to overcome that by speaking in the present tense uh, as, as if the problem is already solved. Mm. <laughs> and so I've, uh, I've written six, I've, yeah, six affirmations and elaborated on each one of these. And uh, part of one of these has to do with education for the public. Absolutely. So do you think that, um, or how do you think leadership support for the essential development of agriculture and cow protection can be beneficial? Sorry, say again. Sorry, I think I worded that funny. How would the leadership support be essential for the development of cow protection and agriculture? What can the leaders be doing or how can we be leading? Uh, I would say first thing leaders can do is talk about this. Mm. <laughs> and although we say sort of cynically, talk is cheap, um, if we talk sincerely <laughs> uh, and just keep talking, one one result is that those of us who are talking about it will become more convinced ourselves <laughs> uh, of what we're talking about and we'll start feeling more compelled uh, to also walk the talk. We can, uh, we can generate more energy uh, and we in this way follow what Krishna is saying also in third chapter of Bhagavad Gita, that uh, whatever uh, a leader does, others will follow. And whatever example he or she gives, all the world pursues, uh, then uh, this will be a major step. I think we also want to... I think leadership does not have to come from those who are already designated leaders. Uh, again, I mentioned this in the book, the, the real leaders of cow protection are those who actually do it and who have experience and know what they're talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but also leaders can manifest, especially uh, among younger people, um, and you're there in, in England now. I've seen so many, uh, you know, young, energetic, very intelligent 
professional people uh, connected with the community of Vaishnavas uh, who have so much potential uh, with with good ideas uh, which can lead to a good organization which can lead to you know funding which can lead to all kinds of uh, things and eventually we can start seeing a momentum built uh, building up such that uh, you know it gets to a point where what you don't have a cow you don't have any cows <laughs> you don't have milk from protected what you're buying milk from the from the supermarket uh, you know that there will be a trend just as we see a trend with veganism yeah. a huge trend uh, we can we can have this trend we can have a um, protected pro cow protection trend that's nice i was gonna i was going to ask a question um i was going to ask your thoughts on this quote that you've pretty much um responded to already but i'll read it out it's from uh, the uk gbc pragosh Prabhu, and he mm. recently said that a rise of the vegan movement is the wake-up call for devotees of krishna to take cow protection and farm communities seriously so that iskon can once again be at the forefront of being forward-thinking innovative and a beacon example for others to follow regarding this topic so as you are a member of the ISCOM Ministry for Cow Protection and Agriculture, what roles can the ministry be playing in assisting the communities to become that beacon and to become that example? Um, I think it's very much uh, what the ministry is now uh, beginning to do in, in valuable ways uh, to um, bring first to bring more attention to the whole subject, uh, to uh, facilitate, to, to make it easy uh, for, for people to get involved, just like, uh, just like now we're seeing this GoFundCows.org uh, project, which I know is gonna be officially launched uh, in a couple of days. Um, I, I, I'm stealing thunder. Sorry. Uh, so this, um, again, uh, what I, th I think also the idea of creating standard, a standardization, uh, where there's uh, a possibility of getting, of getting a, a stamp of approval, a stamp of being authorized and, and being up to standard uh, can, can be a significant step, just like in the organic food industry. They have ways of uh, acknowledging that some food is, is, or, is actually organic. Um, on on a, a whole variety of areas, I, I think the ministry could start uh, clubs for children in uh, the different communities, kids for cows. Mm. 
because once you get the kids interested, the kids are going to get the adults interested. <laughs> yeah. uh, the kids are going to be encouraging. Um, they're they're going to expect their parents to somehow uh, be helpful and involved. So, yeah, I think uh, the the ministry is is very key uh, for uh, the society of Vaishnavas because uh, Vaishnava communities are now all over the world and uh, the Ministry of Cow Production and Agriculture uh, serves an important purpose of acting as a network uh, that can uh, call attention to and take advantage of, of best practices um, uh, and to facilitate uh, improvements and uh, and realization of best practices. Yeah, I mean that's just a few things. Oh, very nice. Um, you were very fortunate to have worked closely with His Holiness Bhakti Chiruswami throughout the cow protection initiatives. Um, could you give us any insights onto what it was like? doing these services with Maharaj and his mood towards cow protection? Um, well, uh, truth be told, I personally didn't have so much close association with His Holiness Bhakti Charaswami uh, in relation to the ministry. Um, but I did see sort of tangentially, if you like, I saw that he was very concerned uh, to develop the ministry. I was always hearing from Kalakanta about how concerned he was and, and how he was uh, actively supporting uh, the ministry. And also I uh, was fortunate to visit uh, the particular project that he started in Florida, uh, outside Orlando, Florida, last September at a place called Deland. Uh, they, uh, under his direction, uh, acquired a small farm and uh, I don't know how many cows now, I think they just have nine or 10, uh, but it, it's, um, it, it pointed to me, it was an underlining of my appreciation. I could see that Maharaj was concerned, uh, was concerned about to the extent that he was um, giving time and attention and funding. And um, we're, we're still grieving over his sudden departure and his departure, as many will know, uh, happened in Orlando. He was, uh, as far as I know, he, his intention was to be at Deland at his farm at that farm project so in my mind this was sort of sort of marking it was signaling uh, a key concern of his thank you Marish. what do you feel like is a uh, a key focus that we should be having in moving forward with the goal of 
um, putting a better focus on agriculture and cow protection? Well, uh, I think one thing we can one thing we can do is um, each of us individually and collectively as communities think about our milk consumption. And uh, if we are in situations where we are purchasing milk from supermarkets, uh, from, from the dairy industry, uh, we can think more deeply about uh, how we might shift. Uh, and we may, at, we may initially be thinking, well, it's just not possible. But uh, we should remember what Srila Prabhupada said about that word impossible. <laughs> uh, he said in a different context, he said in, the word impossible is a word in the in a fool's dictionary. <laughs> so we should be thinking, how is it possible? It must be possible. How is it possible? Let's see how it might be possible uh, to to redirect and or create a resource and then redirect uh, our uh, our patronage. Uh, to to a pro to projects in which cows are protected for life uh, to get our our needs for milk and together with this consideration I've suggested in my book that we think carefully about how much milk we actually need I'm suggesting we may actually be um, consuming more milk than is healthy for us. We understand that milk is healthy, but uh, Srila Prabhupada specified how much milk for an adult should be about one cup, one cup of milk per day. Uh, if we combine these two directions of thought, should it be that I uh, understand better that milk is a delicacy uh, <laughs> that it uh, and that it it's a delicacy because it comes at quite an expense not just economic but a great deal of effort to protect cows protecting cows is again as you know much better than i do taking care of cows is a lot of work <laughs> um, Although the the chief um, cow gowala at um, at this farm in Maharashtra, I asked, I interviewed him, and I asked him, "What do you find most difficult about um, cow care?" And he said, "Nothing is difficult. <laughs> Nothing at all is difficult." But anyway, it, it, others will say, "Well, it, it's quite a challenge." So combining. Uh, thinking about how much milk do we actually need and can we get milk um, what we need as a delicacy from protected cows, um, then I think we will make uh, very good uh, progress forward.
That's great. Thank you so much, Marge, for your very insightful answers to all the questions today. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, can I just make, uh, again, sort of a, a plug, if you like, uh, yes, for, my, for, for my book? Um, yeah. it, it is available. I, I did the, the GoFundMe uh, process of fundraising so that uh, we could make the book available free of charge uh, through what's called open access. So anyone who wants to download the book, uh, Cow Care in Hindu Animal Ethics, you can search that title on Google and it will take you to the publisher's website where you will find uh, a button that you can click and download either as PDF file or as EPUB file. Uh, we get metrics uh, through the publisher of how many downloads it the book has been downloaded now since it was published last november uh 32000 times uh so people are interested in the subject but um yeah we want as anyone who wants to read it we we want to make it available because we know that to buy the hard hardbound book for many people is is not going to be um very practical okay that's my plug <laughs> thank you the link is available in the comments on the facebook page and oh. you'll have to look at that now yeah. and um, just a small announcement the coming monday as marge mentioned earlier we will be making an announcement about this new platform for cow protection so stay tuned and uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll be coming out on Monday. Okay, thank you again, Maharaj, so much for coming today. And thank you. Thank you so much.